0: This is Ozarks at Large. With me on the phone from his Fort Smith office is Michael Tilly with Talk Business and Politics. No, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. But because of our scheduling, we <laughs> did it a day. We're talking a day early this week.
1: Is it because of the weather? The weather's so warm, you just have to get out in it since you like it to be 100 degrees?
0: You know, I do like it warm, but I don't like it warm when there's this cold front that's going to smash into it and make yeah, things again. weird. Yeah, Um, Well, okay, let's talk about um, taxes and a group that is forming to oppose a a tax. And not just a tax, but a tax extension.
1: Right, right. Tax extension. Now, the Fort Smith Board of Directors back uh, in November, November 16th, uh, voted to approve two sales tax extension. One is a quarter percent um, sales tax that will extend from September of this year to September of 2042. It's a 20 year extension. Unlike the 10 year extension that they normally do that'll support fire department and the parks department. That tax generated just a little under 6 million uh, in 2020. The second tax is a three quarters of a percent sales tax that begin in January, 2022 and go to December uh, 2033. It's essentially a 10-year extension. Uh, 83% of that is going to go. Uh, 83.3% of that will go to the federal consent decree work, which we've talked about fixing the city sewer system. Uh, and 16.7% will go to the city's police department. And that tax generated about 17 million in 2022. Overall, if you figure this out and add in some very conservative growth, it's about a 300 million dollar tax package now <laughs> what the city board i think we've talked about the city board did this in a way that i think and enforcement attorney joey mccutcheon thinks is illegal because we think it violated the uh, foi the freedom of information act open for provision law and also they didn't seek any public input it just like all of a sudden bam here's some tax options boom here we go which um shows both arrogance and ignorance, I think, on p- part of the city, and I've addressed that in an editorial, so I'm not speaking out of school, I guess. But but this group, Citizens Against Unfair Taxes formed at a press conference this Tuesday, essentially said, uh, we're not against taxes, but the city needs to be transparent, city needs to get public input, um, and this vote, which the vote is scheduled for February 8th, by the way, um we encourage uh citizens to vote this down to uh then maybe encourage the city board to do something different now interestingly enough kyle we something we're working on in the story in fact right now is there's been a, a a call for a city study session next week next monday with uh we think this tax extension on on the discussion so who knows, it may be that some of the board members have said, oh gosh, yeah, we might have stepped out a little too soon, let's, let's reconsider this. Um, I'll be very surprised if the city board backs down. They've had a tendency to dig in no matter how, uh, well, let's just say they've had a tendency to be very obstinate, so I expect the same. So um, these are very critical taxes to the city's future. At some point, they need the, these tax extensions are needed. Uh, but I don't think it would be the end of the world if the voters did vote it down in February and forced the city to readjust and come back with a better plan
0: This is a lot of um, confusion and uncertainty for a vote that's about 50 days away.
1: Yes, yeah, and so I think that's the problem. I I think if you're writing a book on public relations and how to best uh, communicate with uh, a voting block on how to pass $300 million in tax extensions, this would be the example a of how not to handle it. So um, anyway, we'll again, we'll see how the city adjusts. Uh, I suspect um, that you're going to have a lot of people who normally are very supportive of the city, very supportive of tax increases that go toward defined projects. I think you're gonna um, see more of those folks say, "You know what? we are going to send a message and vote no, but uh, if we'll know February eighth unless it's cooled.
0: All right, Hall began. It's a it's it's a charter school that began in Fayetteville. Now there's a campus in Bentonville, one in Springdale, one in Rogers, moving
1: west. Yeah, moving uh, yeah, moving on down the hill. Um, and this is a story I'm glad we were uh, able to break uh, last week. Been sitting on it for over a year. It's a project that's been in the making. It's one of those things you learn about, but then you can't talk about because you don't want to screw it up. But um, Haas Hall is, uh, they've, they're, have sought a, uh, uh, approval from the Arkansas Department of Education to, be, to have this campus in Fort Smith to be a 500 student, uh, maximum capacity. And it would be on the fourth floor, uh, of what was used to be the former Golden Living Building. And I think your listeners remember Arkansas Colleges of Health Education bought that, um, late last year for their health and wellness center which they're investing in. So, uh, ACHE is going to invest a little over 6 million in that. Uh, and if all the approvals go well and construction goes well, and there are several other factors, they could be, uh, the house hall could have their school open. It'd be seven through 12th. Initially. Uh, but that would open in the fall of 2023. So it'd be, um, I think your listeners also know it's, a, a charter school. It's, Widely known for for what's considered advanced curriculum a college prep type high school, so I think um, uh, I, I think they'll find a very good uh, good market in Fort Smith. I know the Future School of Fort Smith is a good alternative to the public schools, and this will be even another um, uh, alternative. And I'll be I'll be surprised if they don't reach that maximum capacity of 500 very soon.
0: Finally, the Riverfront Drive sports fields. They feature, I think, certainly soccer. There may be baseball and softball there as well. It looks like there's a very good chance, and I love this, that these parks will be named after an artist. You you see parks named after statespeople and military figures. I love that John Bell Jr., it it appears, will be the namesake of this uh, park.
1: Yeah, look, I share your enthusiasm. John Bell had a great opportunity to know Mr. Bell, very iconic artist. I think, you know, people remember he had a, a, a palsy, a muscle palsy, confined to a wheelchair most of his life, had limited use of his arms and hands, yet was able to. And I watched him work and how he would use his mouth um, and part of his hands to draw these very detailed uh, images of historic, uh, iconic structures. Some no longer exist all around Arkansas. You know, he was commissioned, uh, to do, the um, Subiaco Academy. He's done these projects all over Fort Smith, uh, Northwest Arkansas. I think he, the old Washington County courthouse. Um, he even, uh, early many years ago, decades ago, uh, was commissioned to do, uh, uh, paint an image of Roy Acuff on a special fiddle that was presented to Mr. Acuff and is now in the country music hall of fame. So um very iconic uh artist and yes it he died in, in November two thousand thirteen unfortunately but uh as you said it's great to have a, a park and this is a growing park. It's on fifty one acres. Right now it's just soccer fields. They're working on this large inclusive playground concept They're, they I think at some point they've looked at softball and baseball fields. It it will grow. There's plenty of growth there and um, it'll be great to have his name out there. I hope also the Fort Smith Parks and Rec Commission has some kind of literature or something out there, some plaque or something that kind of explains why uh, John Bell is worthy of this uh, of this naming.
0: And if you want to see some of the work, Fort Smith Regional Art Museum.
1: Right, yes. Yeah, and and uh, I think, I know that the uh, Mullins Library at yep. uh, the University of Arkansas at one, one time had some of his works. I don't know if they still have it there, but... Uh, they did it one time.
0: All right. Well, Michael, you and I will not talk for a couple of weeks. We'll get to back together um, in early January. Happiest of holidays and a most prosperous happy 2022 for you.
1: Well, you're, I appreciate it. you as well. It's been a great year. And so, yeah, we'll get this, get the rest of this year behind us and, and start again in 20, gosh, 2022. That doesn't even sound right, but yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Um Thanks, and uh, you can read all about what we've talked about and more at talkbusiness.net. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, Michael.